0: Hi, Royals fans. This is J.J. Piccolo. The University of Kansas Health System is the official health care provider of the Kansas City Royals. Get the major league care you deserve at KansasHealthSystem.com slash Royals.
1: Amazing prize with no contracts. Should you switch to total by Verizon? Definitely. Uh, I mean... Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices.
0: ESPN Bet is now live in Kansas as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Kansas Speedway. Terms and conditions apply. ICF for Wichita's
1: new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
2: Yes, it is. It's another edition of the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, Wichita's sports leader, I am your host and producer today, Jack Johnson, and I believe at some point next week I will be filling in as well as Shane is away with Wichita State basketball. I believe I misspoke the other day and said baseball. You know I meant to say basketball. That's uh, where Shane Dennis is, uh, so he's working hard too like we're working hard back here at the studio to close out uh, this week. A very busy week in the aftermath of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Over the San Francisco 49ers, of course, there was the parade and, and the tragedy that went on there. We've had college basketball talk, a little baseball talk, as spring training is right around the corner. That's where I will be uh, from Saturday to next Wednesday. Uh, so you won't have me producing the show Monday through Wednesday. It'll be good buddy Kyle Collier, who you've heard many a times on the show before. Text line is always open, 316-247-0923. That is 316-247-0923. Let us know any of your comments, your questions, your concerns, segment ideas. This is what we love about Fridays, and especially when I'm filling in for Shane, is that we want it to be very open to the listeners. If there's something you want to know, if there's a segment idea you want to pitch, uh, we can always pivot here because it's just me uh, hosting and producing today. Usually, I would have the phone line open, but for today's show, going to be uh, virtually impossible for me to answer the phone and keep talking at the same time, so hold off uh, your phone calls until the polls to the Pat Strothman from two to four. But again, text line is always going to be there at three one six two four seven zero nine two three. Well, as for today's show, it's going to be bouncing around a little bit. Uh, we are going to be talking uh, some NFL to kick off the show today. Not many more times. That we're going to be talking NFL, at least until free agency. There's only so much you can go over with the Super Bowl. Uh, We are going to give you our story of the week. That's going to be coming up in about 20 minutes or so. And the story of the week is brought to you by Farha Roofing. Whether it's repair service or replacement, Farha Roofing is the team for you. Call or visit FarhaRoofing.com. We rise above the rest. So that's coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Then around 1245, we are going to do the Twitter question. Shane put out another one for us to play along with on this Friday afternoon. The Twitter is Twitter question, excuse me, is brought to you by Wichita Furniture and Mattress, your number one furniture store in Wichita with more choices, more name brands, more selections, and style, all in one store. They have something for every budget. In every room in the house, recliners, couches, home audio, and theater systems. For more, go see why at Wichita Furniture and Mattress is Wichita's number one furniture store. Then around 1 o'clock, we're going to start diving into some college hoops. We will preview Kansas's big showdown in Norman against the Oklahoma Sooners. That'll tip off at 3 p.m. But remember, you can get pregame and postgame coverage right here on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, as well as the game. You know, you're you not just going to get pre- and post-game coverage. You'll have the play-by-play with Brian Haney, who joins Pat Strothman on The Pulse every single Thursday. And you're going to hear from Greg Gurley, who those two do a fantastic job uh, calling those games for the Kansas Jayhawks. Then around 125, we'll dive into K-State, who has what I would consider to be a must-win game for the Cats in Manhattan against the TCU team, and even just winning that game doesn't lock in a spot in the NCAA tournament. There's still work to be done, but you can't lose this one. You lose this one, it is really starting to look bleak at hopes of getting back to the NCAA tournament in year two under Jerome Tang. And then to close out the show, we always are going to have I'm Old Jax Young. That's brought to you by Rock & Brews Casino, and with Rock and Brews, be sure to head down to I 35 all February long to win big at Rock and Brews Casino, Bremen. Every Friday and Saturday in February, you can enter to win up to $350 in free play with a new chance to win every 30 minutes. Eat, win, and rock on at Rock and Brews Casino, Bremen, I 35 exit 231. Short drive, big win. So that'll be what closes out the week for us right here on The Shane Dennis Show. On ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. But even though we've got those segment ideas lined up, do not be afraid to send us some questions or segment ideas of your own on the text line. 316-247-0923. Well, as I mentioned to kick off the show, that there won't be many times in the coming weeks that we're going to be diving into the NFL because there's going to be this dead period before free agency. And free agency will dominate the NFL talk until the NFL draft, and then we'll have those mock drafts you heard yesterday with me filling in, me and uh, producer of the Border Patrol, Jake Gutierrez, go back and forth with some prospects that will be on the Chiefs' radar, what they could do with that 30-second overall pick, but even before the NFL draft, what we're all going to be focusing on is what the Chiefs do with their free agent moves. There's a lot to be done to this roster, and and that is going to be, you know, what I'm focusing on more than anything this offseason. You know, before the tragedies of the Super Bowl parade, I believe I had touched on this either the day of it or right after it, that we were going to be discussing in length, you know, what Chris Jones said up at the podium in front of Union Station. Now, I get it. These players have a lot of liquid libations in them. They're feeling it. They had bottles of Don Julio. They had Coors Light. They had Miller Light. Pick an alcohol. Pick a brand. Pick a bottle. It doesn't matter. They had it on those party buses. So they had been drinking for quite some time. However, I think that even in moments like that, uh, when you are fired up, And I feel like from the texters we've had interactions with, with the stories that we've told on The Shane Dennis Show, we've all been there. We've all been there when you've maybe gone past your limit and you start saying things that maybe you regret. However, Chris Jones, to me, has been a little bit of an anomaly because he is one of those guys I truly believe, wholeheartedly believe he wants to stay here. I think more than anything, he wants to stay in Kansas City. I also know that he wants a lot of money. And that is going to be priority number one for the Chiefs this offseason. There's going to be some texters, there's going to be some listeners that say, don't give him the money. Don't make him the highest paid defensive tackle in football. And last year... After he had sat out, after he would missed training camp, I, I was on board with that. I thought if this is a guy that's going to miss games and cost you wins, it's not worth the headache. It's really not. And I even concerned myself with if he's not at training camp, if he's not getting the work in, well then, how is he going to be at full strength? How is he going to be at full speed? How are we going to feel good about Chris Jones out there when he hasn't gotten the reps in that everybody else has? And then he turns in a season like this, where he's a star of one of the best defenses the Chiefs have ever seen. Ever seen. And it doesn't feel like he's slowing down anytime soon. It doesn't feel like he's getting worse with age. He is, as I said, an anomaly. No, ten and a half sacks this year. He was coming off 15 and a half. He started in all 16 games that he appeared in, four past, four past deflections, excuse me, tied him with last year. He was an all-pro. He was a pro bowler. And now he's been either an all-pro or a pro bowler every single year since 2018. Even in a Bob Sutton defense, that's where he was. So the big question is going to be, what do you do with Chris Jones? Because there are other guys you have to pay. And Jake and I discussed this in yesterday's show. Because it's not as simple as just saying, well, let's let Chris Jones walk. He wants a lot of money. Let's give that to LeJarius Sneed. You could theoretically do that, but who's the replacement on the defensive line? How deep is that defensive line? I would argue that is a group that is just spearheaded by Chris Jones. Everybody else is is better on the defensive line because of Chris Jones, because of the the focus, the pressure that he gets up front, the double teams that he faces. It makes George Karloftis better. It makes Felix Enidike Uzama better. It made Charles O'Menohue better. It made Derek Naughty better before the injuries. He was one of the focal points of the defense. I know we can talk with Sneed. Snead. I know we can talk Trent McDuffie. The debate that we're going to have today, though, is who do you pick? Do you pick Chris Jones or do you pick with Sneed? Snead? I do not believe that you can pick both. I really don't. And the reason I have sort of changed my opinion, and now I'm, I'm sort of siding with Chris Jones here, is that even though he has been wanting a lot of money for a long time, everybody's fully aware of that. He wants to be paid higher than Aaron Donald. It's going to eat up a ton of money. It's going to be more expensive than Jerry Sneed. I look at how you can replace him. I mean, if Chris Jones was an edge rusher doing damage like this, I think it would be more okay to let him walk. He's a defensive tackle. There's not... Any other defensive tackle in football, with the exception of Aaron Donald, that gives you the production that Jones does. And you're not getting Aaron Donald. You're not finding Chris Jones' replacement in the NFL draft. This is a one-off player. This is the anomaly. Whereas Legereus Sneed, as good as he's been, even though he will be cheaper, the thing is I don't believe you can have both. And with the emergence of Trent McDuffie, what we've seen how young the secondary is, I almost wonder if the Chiefs are looking at that and saying to themselves, hey, we draft cornerbacks pretty well. We know how to find value early on and late in the NFL draft. Legarius Sneed was a fourth-round pick. LeJarius Sneed, by the way, was a safety in college. He was a hybrid. He could play corner. He could play safety. Those were all things... That made him attractive. It also is what made Jalen Watson attractive to them. And with Trent McDuffie emerging as this star, this all-pro, this pro bowler, you do have the replacement. You do have somebody that can step in immediately. I know Snead is the one, but do we believe Trent McDuffie can be a one? I think we can. I think we honestly can. With Chris Jones, there's not an easy solution there's not an easy fix. I-, I can't look around the free agent pool. I can't look through trade. I can't look through the NFL draft and expect this defense to be as good as it was this year if you don't have Chris Jones. Now, the good thing about this is you can always tell when a player has played his final game, when there has been discussion, that you know it's just not going anywhere front office isn't going to budge, the players not going to budge, the agents aren't going to budge, and the Cats brothers, they made this very difficult on the Chiefs and made this very difficult on Chris Jones. He lost money sitting out a game and then had to settle on a one-year deal. I mean, about as poor as you could handle a star in terms of contract negotiations. But if what Chris Jones said is true, then you got to wonder where his mind is at. Because I do think that every player comes to this point in their career. Chris Jones is about to be 30 years old. He makes a lot of money. Okay, He's a five-time Pro Bowler. He's a two-time All-Pro. He's now a three-time Super Bowl champ and the best player on that defense. He could be looking at it at this point as legacy, which is why he said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here, even if he was blacked out. He was outside his mind. The liquor was talking to him. I think there's some merit to it, where once you get this level of status, you've won all these rings, you look at what's going to be in front of you, because we all know some desperate team is going to be calling, and is going to be willing to make him the highest paid defensive tackle in football. There's no doubt in my mind, the Chiefs are going to have some callers and say, hey, Uh, We do want that. We do want that player. You know, I could see somebody like Houston jumping on that. You know, pair Chris Jones alongside a defensive rookie of the year and Will Anderson makes Houston immediately better. It's a no-brainer there. They got a young team, young defensive coach. You need a cornerstone piece to that defense. You need a centerpiece. You need a star. I said cornerpiece. Hell no, it would be a centerpiece a centerpiece to that defense, and you think about that, and you go, okay, we're willing to give him that big-time deal because we don't have a lot of expensive players on our team. So Chris Jones the Houston, do you think that makes some sense? I know LeJarius Sneed has already had some suitors, one being the Dallas Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs coming off injury would be nice to pair alongside him. The Chiefs can be in a good spot here, though. Because when you win this much, when you've got this much uh, uh, stardom at this point, you got the best quarterback in football. You got the best head coach in football now that Belichick is retired, basically, or at least taking time off. You got the best tight end in the game right now. You got the best defensive tackle in the game right now. You've got the best cornerback in the game right now. You pair it all together, it is a destination spot for free agents. It's a destination spot for draft picks. I mean, think about it. Whoever the Chiefs take in the first round this year is going to go, wow, I could win a ring in my first year. Some guys will go their entire career without one. The guys that are taking first five in the draft, they're going to have a much harder chance of getting to a Super Bowl than I have getting picked 32nd. Back to the point at hand, though. I mean, if Chris Jones gets this point of his career thinking, I have made a lot of money, and maybe someday. I'm going to get that big-time extension. I know he wants it this offseason, but it also comes down to legacy. There is a chance that Chris Jones were to get paid by somebody else and he never gets close to another Super Bowl. If he's at the point where he says, I've won three, now I want to get paid, that's a different story. Then I think he'd be okay going to a Houston, who, yes, has a very young and bright future, but it's not Kansas City. It's not the team that's won back-to-back in three and five years. He knows how much of a vital piece he is to that defense. He knows that that defense can't be a best version of themselves without him. And his agents are going to be tough negotiators. We've also seen Brett Veach and this front office, Mark Donovan, Clark Hunt, be very cutthroat. Tyreek Hill said, I deserve to be paid like the best wide receiver in football. And you know I'm a Hall of Famer. You know I'm going in your ring of honor. You know I'm going to put up that 2,000-yard season. And Brett Veach looked at everybody and said, maybe, but it's not going to be here. And we're going to get value for you. That's how those negotiations can go. And in Kansas City, they're not going to have anybody back them into a corner and force their hand. Brett Veach is not a GM that usually backs down. I've got my fair share of criticisms for Brett Veach. The way he assembled the wide receiver room, even though it worked out, that can still be deemed as a failure. Some of his draft picks before, not all of them are going to hit because he's also hit on a ton of them. There's been some guys that I haven't been too impressed with that he's drafted, but every GM has their flaw. Every GM is going to deserve their criticism. They are running an operation that is very much in the spotlight. And when things don't result in a Super Bowl championship they're going to come to light a little bit more. But fortunately for the Chiefs, back-to-back years now, Brett Veach hasn't had to worry about it because seemingly everything he's done has worked out. But this is the next big step. This is something that could define what this team looks like for the remaining parts of the offseason. You let Chris Jones walk, we're going to see a very different defense next year. We're not going to see a top-five defense. We are going to see a group that, has to piece it together. And that's where, and Jake and I discussed this yesterday, that's where the Chiefs have to pick an identity this offseason. I know it's it's a lot of pressure. It's almost immediately after winning a Super Bowl, but you got to pick your identity. And here's why. If you let Chris Jones walk, you know now this defense goes from top five to maybe, maybe in the top fifteen. I mean, that is a tremendous player you're let walking away. And keep in mind, Chris Jones' pressure on the quarterback, his size, his ability to throw weight around, that makes the secondary better. They're not having to cover downfield for two, three, four seconds longer. You know, that's what an elite pass rusher does. But if you let Chris Jones walk, then to me... That has to move the needle on making your identity back to an offensive juggernaut. Use the money because you got a lot of it. You got a lot in cap space right now. Use the money that you were going to extend Chris Jones with and start loading up that offense because you got to pick one way or the other to uh, to to identify yourself, to identify what you are in the league. The Chiefs last year were led by their defense. And they had a Hall of Fame quarterback that could make it work. But if you don't give that Hall of Fame quarterback any help on offense and you let their star walk away on defense, then it isn't going to be a three-peat. In fact, you're not going to even be a top four, top five favorite. Name alone, brand alone, image alone, yeah, the Chiefs are going to be considered a favorite. But to me, you have a 15th-ranked defense and an offense like last year, let's just sound it out. Let's spell it out. Write it down on paper. It's not going to be a three-peat team. You saw the way this offense played this year. A lot of games had to be won by the defense. You take away the heart and soul of the defense, and he plays elsewhere. Well, then you better start loading up the offense again. And if you find a way to lock up Chris Jones, well, then there's the identity. The identity is, for the next couple years... In this prime of Patrick Mahomes, we're going to make sure he's got a top five defense. And even if that means Snead walks, you got to have faith in Trent McDuffie to take on that role and Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams to be those guys that can step up and maybe somebody else through the draft. We all know the Chiefs are big into the next man up personality. I just don't know if they can do it on the defensive line without Chris Jones. It felt like a no brainer in the past to let him walk hey, he's sitting out games, He he's worrying about the money, he doesn't deserve to be here, no training camp, missed the first game, was an all-pro this year. I mean, all-pro first team, 10 and a half sacks, I, 29 quarterbacks, quarterback hits, tied that as a career high, 29 quarterback hits. His 10 and a half sacks, it's only the third time in his career He's had double digit sacks, one less game as well. His ridiculous year, of course, was 2018 alongside D. Ford when he had 15 and a half sacks, 29 quarterback hits, and only 11 starts. But last year, he had 15 and a half sacks, only 29 quarterback hits, 17 tackles for a loss. I mean, I, I go across the board. You're still 13 tackles for a loss. I don't see any signs of regression. I really don't. I think he's worth the big time extension and maybe it's about time the Chiefs admit that he's worth that extension. This defense cannot be the same without Chris Jones. Without Legarius Sneed, it's going to take a hit in the secondary, but I still think that defense can be pretty damn good with Trent McDuffie as their new number one. Let us know your thoughts on who you'd want to extend, Chris Jones or Legarius Sneed. Let us know on the text line at 316-247-0923. That is 316-247-0923. All right, when we come back, it is going to be time for our story of the week. I got a pretty cool one that I'm sure that you've heard about throughout the last couple days. That's coming up on The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
0: You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at envisionus.com. Hey, it's Jeff, and I want to invite you to discover CBD America Shaman Derby, the only premier CBD location in the Wichita area. We're honored to bring relief, relaxation, and recreation to the community. See why we say, life is better with the feather. Hey, baseball fans, a new season of Shocker Baseball is upon us, and new head coach Brian Green has his sights set on winning right away. Support Coach Green in his first season by purchasing season tickets and catch every game this spring at Historical X Stadium. It'll be the place to be with new additions to the outfield experience that are sure to turn Coleman Hill into a party. Grab your season tickets today by visiting GoShockers.com tickets or call 316-978. Did you know that carbon
2: monoxide
0: is odorless and invisible? And the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or CO alarms. First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also, remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every 5 to 10 years, depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting FirstAlert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms.
1: First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there.
0: Mahomes. 20. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! It's a great win It's because I know how hard it is to do.
2: It wasn't just offense. It wasn't just defense. Everybody had to step up, and um, it was a heck of a run. I think it made us tougher for moments like right now.
1: Congratulations to the back-to-back world champion Kansas City Chiefs. From all of us at ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.
2: Back here on the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Wichita's sports leader, I am your host and producer today, Jack Johnson. Not to worry though, Shane will be back on Monday, though I will not be. You'll be hearing from Kyle Collier in the producer's chair Monday through Wednesday as I will be down in Surprise, Arizona covering Royal Spring training. Might hear from me uh, through the phone line maybe once or twice. Not really sure how it's going to work next week, but I'm sure. Pat, Shane, and I, and Chance for that matter, will sit down and kind of discuss what the game plan will be. But if you don't hear from me, you'll at least be getting some audio that I'll be getting uh, in Surprise, Arizona for Royal Spring Training. Now it is time for our story of the week, brought to you by Farha Roofing. Whether it's a repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is the team of for you. Call or visit farhawroofing.com. We rise above the rest. Well, I've got two stories of the week to take place of Shane here, because usually it's Shane giving one story of the week and myself giving one story of the week. The first one, not too much of a surprise, as last night, Thursday night, Caitlin Clark of the Iowa Hawkeyes set the all-time scoring record in NCAA women's basketball, uh, which was set at the, the time at three thousand five hundred and twenty-seven points. Now we've all heard uh, about Caitlin Clark and how she's been able to transform the sport. If you haven't watched a game with Caitlin Clark, you're not you're not uh, doing yourself any favors here because uh, this is truly transcendent—not just for women's sports, for college sports in general. I mean. It's the closest thing to Steph Curry and Jimmer Fredette that we've seen at the college level. In fact, her shot to break the record was from the damn logo. I've never seen anything like it. And in fact, I might need to remove Steph Curry from that list at Davidson because Steph Curry really didn't get his name as a logo shooter until he got to Golden State. The one in my lifetime that you'd almost have to double take at where he was shooting from was Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette at BYU would pull up in transition from 40 feet. I, I, Everybody tried to mimic it. In fact, I played on many teams when I was younger, AAU teams, and there were a lot of kids that wanted to be like Jimmer Fredette. And a lot of coaches were like, Jimmer Fredette may be ruining the game. For the, for the young kids, because we can't have them shooting from 30 feet out to try to mimic him. And we were always told, hey, you can shoot that far out when you're Jimmer Fredette. And you know what? I've got a buddy who's got a little sister, and they all idolize Caitlin Clark, her and her teammates. <laughs> and they all want to be like Caitlin Clark. But the same thing is said to them. You can be Caitlin Clark, you can shoot like Caitlin Clark when you've done what she's done. When you've accomplished what she's accomplished. She is one of not only the most historic women's college basketball players out there. She's one of the most historic college basketball players, period. But I also want to throw out there what should be and forever recognized in women's basketball. Lynette Woodard, of course, Wichita native, Wichita North native, and Kansas Jayhawk, actually has the record at 3,649 points. Or played from played for Kansas from the late seventies and the early eighties has the record, right? So you may be wondering if you're not familiar on the story. Well, why doesn't she have the record? Why is she not the record holder for women's college basketball? Here is the only hangup: they didn't recognize women's sports at the NCAA back in the seventies and the eighties, the late seventies, the eighties. When when Lynette Woodard played, they did not recognize it as an NCAA sport, a collegiate sport. So they're not in the record books. Think about how ridiculous that is. Nothing other than a technicality. It's not like these were points that were cheated. You know, somebody got the box score wrong. You know, it's not like a Wilt Chamberlain stat where nobody seems to have any footage of his 100-point game. It's nothing like that. It just wasn't recognized as a sport back then. It wasn't recognized as an NCAA sport. So Caitlin Clark last night gets the record as great as she is. And as many 40-plus point games as she's going to have and as a a long NBA career she's going to have, in my opinion, she should still have to break Lynette Woodard's record. Now it's also with the local ties here. I know a lot of people in Wichita that uh, absolutely – Recognize Woodard as, as somebody that should hold the title. That should be the all-time scoring champ there. But right now, it goes to Caitlin Clark. And she would still have a ways to go to break Lynette Woodard's record. Lynette Woodard, to me, since there was no cheating, there was no scandal, it just was more so on the NCAA or college sports at the time, they didn't recognize it. They didn't recognize that as the record. Though right now she has more points than Caitlin Clark did. Not taking anything away from what Caitlin Clark did. I mean, last night, getting 49 points, 9 three-pointers, and oh, by the way, a measly 13 assists. It's like video game numbers. In fact, it's like the numbers that in a movie or a TV show, when the main character plays a sport and they have these ludicrous stat lines, I mean, that like, just doesn't even make sense. That's what Caitlin Clark does. In fact, let me throw one out there. I, I think if you listen to the show long enough, I'm a big Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan. Anytime Will would play in a game, he'd have like 45 points and 25 rebounds and 16 assists. It was like, who are you playing against? <laughs> what are these video game numbers? But this is real life. This isn't Hollywood. I mean, Caitlin Clark is just ridiculous. In fact, I, you know, I said a three-pointer from the logo, 35 feet. 35 feet to get what women's basketball calls the record. But I know for a lot of people in Wichita and a lot of women's college basketball fans that Lynette Woodard deserves some praise here. That she was somebody that absolutely should have her name in the record books. You can recognize Caitlin Clark now as as the leader, but absolutely Lynette Woodard deserves some praise for doing what she did at the University of Kansas a Wichita native, a Wichita North native, to have that record and to just not even be recognized, it's it's disappointing. It's sad to that because that think about how much work went into it to score over 3,600 points. If anything, it'd make it more entertaining the rest of the way if they still considered Lynette Woodard to be the all-time leading scorer. So, Kaylin Clark, if she wants to mentally say that she's Got to chase Lynette Woodard's record. She's now within 80 points. 80 points of tying Lynette Woodard for the all-time scoring record in women's college basketball. That's at 3,649. Caitlin Clark right now at 3,569. You just... You don't even know how how a player can score that much at any level. I don't care. I don't care if it's Division Three. I don't care if it's high school. I don't care if it's junior high. You score that many points in that amount of time, it's, it's absurd. You can't even wrap your mind around it. What she's done for the game, how entertaining that she's made. I mean, it was packed last night. It's been packed all season long, and by the way, Kaitlyn Clark did lose earlier this season to the Kansas State Wildcats all the way back on November 16th, 65 to 58. And in that game, they held Caitlin Clark, which sounds funny enough, to 24, 24 points. How funny is that? 24 points is what they held her to, as if it was like holding somebody to the five, but she had nearly 50 points last night. Five, 49 points. Last night for for Caitlin Clark, five boards, 13 assists. She is averaging on the season 32.8 points per game, 6.9 rebounds, 8.5 assists. She's shooting 47.5% from the floor and 40% from three point range. It's absurd. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark for at least right now. Uh, being recognized as the all-time scoring champ, but she's 80 points away from Wichita native Lynette Lynette Woodard uh, for the all-time record, I believe at least, in women's college basketball. Just because you didn't recognize it as a sport back then doesn't mean that record should just be ignored, shouldn't be acknowledged. It should be acknowledged, and I'm sure for a lot of Wichita people out there, it should be uh, the all-time scoring record that Caitlin Clark still has to get. But kudos to Caitlin Clark. Uh, She was... Unbelievable. Last night, 49 points to break what women's college basketball has is now as the all-time scoring record. The other story of the week that I wanted to give is on the men's side of college hoops, and this came in a Division Two game. Francis Marion, I think, or is this on the men's side here? I might have gotten the the story. Okay, actually, I got that wrong. I got two things wrong in that story. I was uh, clicking on another college basketball story. This is actually still on the women's side, but I would argue almost last night as impressive as what Caitlin Clark did in one game. So this is Francis Marion's Lauren Taylor. Division Three Francis Marion, Lauren Taylor grabbed an NCAA record. 44 rebounds. One game, 44 rebounds. So this is in South Carolina, Francis Marion Center, Lauren Taylor, set the NCAA record for all divisions, not just Division Three, all divisions, with 44 rebounds, and the Patriots 85-62 to win over North Greenville on Thursday night. Now you'd think maybe 44 rebounds, Division Three, women's college basketball, you'd think Maybe she'd have to be six foot seven, six foot eight, and that's not just taking a shot at the level or it being women's college basketball. If it was men's, if it was men's division three or men's division one, you would think somebody to get forty four rebounds would probably have to be seven foot eight, seven foot nine. But even then, it's not likely. You got Zach Eady in college hoops; he's never come close to forty four rebounds. Well, Lauren Taylor is only five eleven. 5'11, she had 30 defensive rebounds and 14 offensive boards in a Division II game for the most ever in an NCAA contest. Well, it said here, I just might be wrong on ESPN. They said originally Division three, but now Division II. So for now, we'll say Division II. It doesn't really matter for the grand scheme of things because it broke all the records, whether it was D2, D3, or D1. So she surpassed the mark that was set by Christine DeSane of West Virginia Tech against Ohio Valley in 1995 when Desain had 36 rebounds. The old NCAA mark was 40 by Deborah Temple of Delta State versus Alabama and Birmingham in a Division I contest on February 14, 1983. The Division Three mark is 38. So she was the only one to get more than 40, of anybody that had come close to that record. Taylor is from Blythewood, South Carolina, and broke the Francis Marion mark of 32 that was set by LaRue Fields in a win over South Carolina in 1976. Taylor grabbed 16 boards in the first quarter, nine in the second, so you're at 25 by halftime, eight in the third, and then topped it off with 11 in the fourth. She also set a career high, oh, get this, 34 points and had her 18th double-double of the season. Taylor more than doubled her previous rebounding best of the season of a measly 21 that was set against uh, Lise McRae last month, trying to make sure I get all these colleges right. So she finished with 34 points and 44 rebounds in this 85-62 to win over North Greenville, and that was Francis Marion. Lauren Taylor grabbed an NCAA record, 44 boards in this game. So Caitlin Clark breaks the women's college basketball scoring record, the Division I level for Iowa, and Lauren Taylor this week grabbed an NCAA record, not just Division II, not just D3 and D1, all levels, 44 rebounds and 34 points. That's one of the most absurd stat lines I've ever seen, In my entire life in regards to college sports. Well, those are our stories of the week brought to you by Farha Roofing. Whether it's a repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is the team for you. Call or visit farharoofing.com. We rise above the rest. All right, coming up next, we're going to have our Twitter question that Shane put out over on his account. It's presented by Wichita Furniture and Mattress, your number one furniture store in Wichita with more choices, more name brands, more selections, and style all in one store. They have something for every budget at every room in the house. Recliners, couches, home audio, and theater systems. For more, go see why Wichita Furniture and Mattress is Wichita's number one furniture store. Twitter question coming up next on The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. The Shane Dennis Show will be
0: right back on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at envisionus.com. Your home's
1: in your hands, you build-
0: Maybe your dream home is the home you already have. With interest rates going up, many homeowners are choosing to do a major remodel with the help of YouBuildIt. Make your own choices, control your own budget, do as little or as much of the work yourself as you want, and have confidence that your remodel is done the way you want it. Call or text now, 316-260-2044 to schedule your free consultation or visit YouBuildIt.com. That's the
1: letter U, then BuildIt.com. Your home's in your hands. You build it. Join us at Rock and Bruce Casino Bremen Fridays and Saturdays in February for your chance to win big. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. every 30 minutes, two lucky guests will be drawn for $250 free play on Fridays and $350 free play on Saturdays. If one of those winners isn't present to win, you win both prizes up to $700 in free play. Only at Rock and Bruce Casino Bremen, I-35, exit 231. Toppers Plus Truck Accessories has moved to a new location at 333 Northwest Street. Whether you're working or playing, Toppers Plus will get your truck ready with Rhino linings. Nothing beats a Rhino. The leader in sprayed-on truck bed liners that outperforms plastic drop-in rubber mats and paint-like coatings. They won't crack, peel, or warp and include a lifetime warranty. Toppers Plus, your Rhino dealer. Visit our new location at 333 Northwest Street or ToppersPlusKS.com.
0: Make your truck work for you. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar.
1: Today might be the day she finally wins one-on-one against dad. Today, you'll proudly buy her that victory lunch. Today is why we're here. Free checking from Intrust Bank. All the ease you expect, combined with zero fees. Nice game. Free checking from Interest Bank. Tradition for today. Member FDIC.
0: 4A favorites face off in this week's high school game of the week. The number one and number two team in 4A West will do battle as unbeaten, defending 4A runner-up McPherson plays host of 14-1 Circle on Friday. It doesn't get much bigger than this with the potential state championship preview on the airwaves this week. Join me, Chance Lebo, with coverage beginning on Friday at 7 o'clock on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.
2: Roll on in hour number one of the Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Wichita's sports leader, I'm your host and producer today, Jack Johnson, leading you into the pulse with Pat Strothman, which is from 2 to 4, as it is every Monday through Friday. Pat's going to have plenty to talk about and probably some great guests lined up as well. Well, it is now time for the Twitter question which is brought to you by Wichita Furniture and Mattress. Shane, even though he's very busy down with Wichita State basketball, uh, he'll be back in the saddle on Monday. So if you're longing for Shane's voice, you won't have to wait but the weekend and the rest of today's show, which will carry on about another hour and ten minutes for me uh, before we go to the Pulse. uh, He'll be back on Monday with plenty to go over. But in the meantime, he is still providing us the Twitter questions. And this one Comes in the aftermath of Rob Manfred yesterday announcing that he will be done when his tenure is up as MLB commissioner, which ends in, I believe, 2029. So when that rolls around, Rob Manfred will no longer be the Major League Baseball commissioner. So Shane asked for the Twitter question today Who is your favorite sports commissioner? Present commissions are not in the mix. So we got Pete Rosell, David Stern, Larry O'Brien, and Bud Selig. Uh, the overwhelming majority voted for David Stern as their favorite commissioner. I feel like I, I I most times go against the majority just to have a fun talking point. But I would say at the end of the day, this feels like the best option. I would either have gone with David Stern maybe Pete Rosell. It'd be close, though. No, Only 3% voted for Larry O'Brien, by the way. But David Stern got 51% of the votes. Bud Selig got 20% of the votes. And Roselle got 26 I, I just don't feel like the others, and compared to David Stern, are, are that close. I feel like David Stern did a lot for the league and also was beloved by the players. David Stern was, was more than beloved by NBA players. And I also say this, being a commissioner of any sport is really, really difficult. But like I think Roger Goodell has an impossible job. The NFL is the most popular sport in America, and he's the one that is controlling it all. He's the one that puts the rules in place. He's going to be the one that is targeted when they say there's been rigging involved. He is always going to be that, that main person to throw your anger at. If you are unhappy about something with the NFL, it's going to go towards Roger Goodell. If you're an NBA fan, you're going to turn that anger toward Adam Silver. Now for baseball, uh, me being a very big baseball guy, you know, Rob Manfred did nothing positive for the game, absolutely nothing positive, and never will, to be honest with you. A lot of things have been negative since Rob Manfred took over as the MLB commissioner. Everybody has been fully aware of that. You have the players strike, can't agree with the owners. You know, he's been very vocal in wanting to move Oakland to Las Vegas, still being very tone deaf. That was another thing that was crazy to me about Rob Manfred is that he basically said, well, don't forget, there's still a Bay Area team in the Giants. You can go root for the Giants. And I thought there was this one tweet that perfectly encompassed what he was basically saying. It's like, imagine moving the Mets from New York or imagine moving the Angels from Anaheim and then you're just told, well, root for the Dodgers then. Root for the Yankees. It's ridiculous. It's so tone-deaf. And that's what I come back to with commissioners. If you are a tone-deaf commissioner, you are not going to be well-liked. And there is nothing that Rob Manfred does to help himself out. That's With the other of these options here, I think every single one of them had moments where I think they could be considered liked or well-liked, but even David Stern had moments where he was booed. Like I said, every commissioner is going to get booed. That is the reality of it. You are the main head. You are the centerpiece. You are the focal point of an entire sport. When somebody doesn't like the way the the game is being played, they don't like the rules in place, they don't like what you're doing in terms of branding, they are going to throw their anger at you. And maybe it's how you handle it as well. As much as people dislike Roger Goodell, I'd actually go out on a limb and say that I think he handles it pretty well. I think he leans into it. He gets booed heavily every single NFL draft. And he takes it very well. Whereas Rob Manfred has the scowl on his face when he was booed in Seattle at the All-Star game when announcing the first pick of the the Major League Baseball draft. I mean, baseball is a whole different story. They can't promote the game. They've blacked out too many fans. They prevent them from watching their teams. They do nothing to grow the game. So that falls on Rob Manfred. I think for Roger Goodell, there have been some rule changes that have not been the most favorable that have been the ones that have taken away the the true element of football the history of football uh, but the one that only comes to mind recently was you know the the touchback rule that's within the last decade or so you know the penalties when you could challenge pass interference that was an absolute flop but other than that it comes down to me how you handle being the commissioner if you are respectful of fans, even with the ones that hate you. Because you know you're a tough spot. It's kind of like being the president. When you're the president, half the country's going to love you, the other half's going to hate you. You just hope to to get the middle, the middle ground. You have the people that are kind of in between of, oh, I actually kind of like this guy. It's the same thing with the commissioner. Unfortunately for some leagues, some of those commissioners have, have managed to turn everybody against them. Nobody's on their side. And let us know on the text line. Have write-ins as well for the Twitter question. Who is your favorite commissioner of all time? You cannot pick a current commissioner. Use the text line at 316- 247-0923. That is 316-247- 0923. We had a call on the text line. That is not our phone line. And unfortunately, until about 2 o'clock, I can't answer the phone lines because I am hosting and producing. If I were to answer the phones, we'd have dead air over the radio station. So, If you are going to call in, call back in at 2 o'clock. I'll be sure to get your number. Or if you have a thought or an opinion right now on the commissioner talk or anything in sports, again, the text line is the number you should go to. Don't call it. Just text it at 316-247-0923. Who is your favorite commissioner in all of sports? Again, the options, and we always accept write-ins, of course, the options would be David Stern, Pete Roselle, Larry O'Brien, and Bud Selig. Here's how the voting has gone so far. 35 votes in, but still plenty of time to get your votes uh, in the next 19 hours in eight minutes. Larry O'Brien is dead last with 3%. Bud Selig comes in second to last, a former baseball commissioner, at 20%. Pete Rosell for the NFL at 26%. And David Stern is leading those 35 votes with 51% of them. But let us know if you've got a write-in or anything like that. 316-247-0923. Well, that has been your Twitter question brought to you by Wichita Furniture & Mattress, your number one furniture store in Wichita. With more choices, more name brands, more selections, and style all in one store. They have something for every budget and every room in the house. Recliners, couches, home audio, and theater systems. For more, go see why Wichita Furniture and Mattress is Wichita's number one furniture store. All right, in our number two, we're going to have a lot of college basketball talk. We are going to go hear from a couple of players and Bill Self as they spoke to media the other day. We had Brian Haney on in the Pulse with Pat Strothman, and he had a chance uh, to get Brian's thoughts on the 30-point drubbing they suffered against Texas Tech and looked ahead to the game against Oklahoma tomorrow afternoon. But we'll get Hunter Dickinson's thoughts. We'll get Bill Self's thoughts. We're also going to look at uh, bracketology. From Joe Lunardi, where he's got the Kansas Jayhawks placed at. And then coming up around 125, we're going to talk some K-State basketball. Must-win game for the Cats in Manhattan against the TCU Horned Frogs. That will tip off at 11 a.m. tomorrow. So huge game for the Cats coming up here in little under 24 hours. Yeah, so getting close to tip-off for Kansas State, and then we'll wrap up the show with I'm Old Jax Young. That is brought to you by Rock and Brews Casino Brayman, and we'll have more on them coming up in about 40 minutes or so. But coming up in hour number two, lots of college basketball talk, starting off with the Kansas Jayhawks, who are coming off a 30-point loss. That's next on The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
1: Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN
2: Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.